Welcome to another edition of the Instant Journeyman Podcast, Whatever Wednesday series. That's where we have guests from all over the map to talk about anything ranging from sports to politics, musicals, food, and even safety, or really whatever we want to talk about. Uh, so please enjoy. All right. Well, today's guest is none other than Falcon. Falcon and I met uh, a couple of years back, maybe four years ago, five years ago, when we were in Miami. He was still living there. We became friends. Then he moved away to Los Angeles with his wife, and uh, I traveled to work there quite a bit. So I was able to you know, build up a good friendship with him, and we actually started our own podcast called the JFUP Podcast, the Jaron Falcon Unnamed Podcast. And uh, we didn't publish any of it. We just uh, sent it to a bunch of our friends, and it's just recordings of us you know, talking, talking shit about everything, <laughs> kind of like what we did today. Uh, we talked from everything about you know his his upcoming baby. He's got a a, a baby on the way, um, close to my birth date. Uh, we also went ahead and talked about the protests and riots and COVID nineteen his stance on the masks that you have to wear, and so on. It was, uh, it was pretty interesting to, to hear his take on, on, on some of it. Uh, I wasn't really sure where it would go. Um, very fun conversation. Uh, I hope you enjoy. So I, I want to know what's going on with you lately. I know that you've uh, – well, one, I know that your second child is on the way. Yep, uh, two weeks from today, we got an appointment set to have the doctor go get it. Two weeks from today, so one, two, ah, uh, the twenty third. Yeah, well, I think we're going in on two weeks from today, and probably won't be born until probably Thursday morning. Uh, I, I asked yeah. you to wait until the thirtieth, so you know, but I, I don't think it's going to work. Ugh, I'm so bummed out. I know, I know you were, well, because our original due date was the 28th, and you were like, right. oh, yeah, she can hold on for two more days. Yeah, I figured. And, uh, I would have I had her hold on for, for two more days um, to, to share a birthday with you, because that would make it easy to remember my son's birthday, because I can remember your birthday, no problem. That's right. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she, she got a big baby in there, man. The doctor the other day was like, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to induce this thing's going to be a nine pounder. Oh wow! I was I was actually I was nine pounds. Were you? See? Yeah. She should wait. She should wait. Yeah. Call it Jeremy. Call it Jeremy. <laughs> Done. So yeah, that's uh that's obviously the biggest news in our world, which is exciting. And how's how's uh you know how's how's the the youngin taking the fact that you're gonna have a new baby around? Uh, I think she's super excited about it. I mean, uh, she's jazzed, um, but. You know, we'll see if that changes once uh, the little guy actually shows up because, you know, it's easy to share when you don't actually have to share. So, right. You know, I, I'm sure I was excited for my brothers before they were born. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> and then now you're, you're pissed. Oh my God. I'm way over it. I'm 33 years over it by now. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> what you going to do? So. So um, I, my my uh, my question to you is, uh, whatever happened to uh, JFUP podcast? I, I I just have to to know. 
Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for you to call me to do another episode. Oh, got it. <laughs> now, okay. Now, now that we're officially sponsored by, uh, by Podbean, um, yeah. you know, it's probably easier to, to do it, but, um, yeah, that's, I yeah, mean, I a mean, lot so, of the viewers, social, they were like, they were like, Hey Jeremy, yeah. they were like, Hey Jeremy, you, you, uh, you, you know, we love your podcast, but whatever happened to that other podcast that you had? And I was like, ah, I was like, you know, 50% of it was just too, too busy. <laughs> hey man, that, uh, those lockdowns happened and, uh, I just, I couldn't, yeah, I was, I was <laughs> you took social distancing to the, uh, to the, to the, yeah, the I, finest I where as, you said social media distancing, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. So, are, are you uh, are you surviving down in uh, in, uh, in Florida? Yeah. Where or up up in Florida? Where yeah, you're in the upper part of it? Of course, this is this is a whole bunch of nothing. This whole pandemic. Don't even get me started. But we'll get started on it. Um, did you see that house party in LA yesterday? The uh, the news went out there like afterwards, and they were asking people, "What? Why are you at this party? You know, what about social distancing and all this stuff? And you know, why aren't you wearing masks?" And one of the dude was like. Yo, man, I put eighteen thousand dollars worth of gold in my mouth. I ain't wearing no mask. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah, like he, you know, he he put like a giant eighteen thousand dollar grill in his mouth, you know, a year ago or whatever. So he's like, "I'm not gonna wear a mask. I got eighteen thousand dollars worth of dental work." <laughs> I put. He was like a rapper or something like that. Wow. I was like, I mean, if you're a cop or like a county official who's like trying to enforce this, I'm like, you can't argue with that. The dude put the price of like a, you know. A, a new Camry in his mouth. <laughs> can't, can't ask him to wear a, wear a mask. He's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not covering up this masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey man, look as a patriot, as far as I'm concerned. In fact, yeah, I think so that's the comment that I saw, with, you know, the link that I saw on on Twitter was calling him a patriot. So, I'm yeah. I'm looking right now, and it says, yeah, it says uh, house party crackdown, and. Uh, <laughs> Man, that's that's crazy. I'm 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 curious. I mean, they they had like they did like rolling blackouts there, so they you know with uh with the power. So oh, obviously the power is still back up. Could you there. imagine living in California? You know, it's just so there, there's a new book that came out. I don't know if you know who uh, Michael Anton is. He's um I think he used to work maybe in the Trump administration a little bit, um, but he just came out with a book uh, last week, and his first chapter is dedicated to California. And he's like, yeah, I grew up in California in the seventies or whatever. And like my, my parents grew up there before and, you know, California was utopia. And he talks about the Brady bunch. He was like, yeah, man, the Brady bunch was a show set in like the seventies where a, like a dad had six kids. He worked, you know, a regular nine to five job and he had a house um, that had a front yard and a backyard. It was a nice house. His kids went to like, you know, great schools and, uh, He's like, imagine doing that in LA nowadays. Like, you can't have that house in LA on a nine to five, you know, middle income salary. Oh no, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, like for, forget about it. And your kids, you know, if they're going to schools at public schools that are getting, you know, you know, indoctrinated with whatever, if it's not in the right school district, or you're looking at private school, which is, you know, if you got six kids, <laughs> you know, it's I don't know, hundred twenty thousand dollars a year just for school, something like that for <laughs> private school. Um, for probably like a middle of the road, $20,000 a year private school in LA. Um, so like the first chapter is just all about California being like, God, like how the mind would happen. Yeah. And, and that's not even talking about the blackouts that are going on 
um, you know, this week. Um, yeah, it was it was funny. I saw I saw something that said like you know California can't can't keep the lights on but want only electric cars. And I was <laughs> yeah. like I was like ooh, good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I saw there's another good comment saying uh, California where Republicans have been without power for the last twenty years and now Democrats are without power too. Ooh, that was funny. That's pretty good. So now you're, I mean, you actually lived in California for what, two years? Yeah. I mean, my, my family and my daughter was born in California. Um, had I been in, born in California, um, you know, quick side story. My, my dad almost like drove my nine month pregnant mom back to California just so I could be born there. Um, because I would have been, I think a fifth generation Californian or something like that. So, I mean, my family's been in California for a long time. Um, wow. And proudly so. I mean, it's it's a great state. It's just gone to, gone to hell. But yeah, we lived there for, for two years, um, you know, in 2018 to 2020 or so, 2017, 2019, somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, man, we obviously didn't stay, you know, so... Yeah. Uh, but I mean, so work. was that was that a, a conscious decision um, that, that you didn't stay because of, you know, just the way things are going? Or was it a, a decision more along the lines of, uh, you know, job opportunities for you and your wife were no, elsewhere? I mean, if, if there had been a good job in California to take, um, you know, we, we wouldn't have stayed, you know, because it was just why... Why would you, you know, so if California was a great place to live, we would have loved staying there, but California is not a great place to live anymore. I mean, there's lots to like about it. And if you make a lot of money, um, it's probably a pretty good place to live. Um, but you know, if, if you're sort of, you know, middle or even middle upper income, you know, stuff's expensive there. Um, you know, housing schools, uh, and then you've got all the other stuff, you know, if you want to live in, in a good neighborhood, uh, that's obviously expensive. If, if you're not in a good neighborhood, then, you know, you're surrounded by, you know, questionable neighborhoods and homelessness out there is just off the charts because all the smart homeless people go to California. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, I mean, it's, beautiful yeah, weather all year round. Yeah. If, if you see a homeless person in Minneapolis, you're like, yeah, it kind of makes sense that you're homeless. Cause you know, you're not, maybe you're just not that smart because you're in Minneapolis where it's cold as balls in the winter. Maybe that's why you're homeless. But if you're in California and you're homeless, you're like, well, you're a pretty smart dude. Like you managed to make it to California. Uh, you know, why can't you apply those smarts to getting a job or something? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's just, it's a mess in, in California. Um, so um, yeah, we, uh, we decided to leave. And now you're in the great state of Florida and uh, well, again, so Back. welcome, well, yeah. and uh, and you know, just living living the dream up in uh, in, in in northern part of Florida. Is it is it very different? Because you lived in Miami for a while. You lived there for what five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's where you and I met. Um, yeah. For those that don't know, Miami's and, a cool place. You liked it there. You saw yeah, it. No, there. Yeah. Yeah. And now, do you do you think uh, do you think where you're at now is 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 better or? just different and it maybe maybe it's better for families versus Miami. Yeah. I don't think uh, there's a lot of like 26 year old single people floating around where I live, just like soaking it in and, and loving it. Um, I'm, I'm sure there are some people that that works really well for, but um, 
if you ask a single 26 year old person, would you rather live in North central Florida or Miami beach? <laughs> you know, it's a no brainer. No brainer. <laughs> Most people are going to choose Miami beach. Um, so yeah, it's, it's different, but it's uh, for what we're looking at. It's, uh, it's, it's what we want. Well, that's great. So, which is, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, and now you're, are, you're, you're welcome to come visit whenever. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take you up on that. I wanna I wanna check I it out. It looks beautiful up there. I love the yeah, the is. house. The house looks gorgeous. The, I mean, how, how's your yard? Um. So this is this will be real interesting for everybody to listen to. I just put in some um, solar paneled um, outdoor lighting yesterday. Oh. Looks very okay. nice. Okay. Okay. You know, some nice little landscape lights on my path up to my front door. Highlighted a couple of trees in the front yard. Looks really nice as you drive by. So very nice, very nice. And now, um, before you left LA, you were getting really heavily into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I mean, you were mm -hmm. you were going to Eddie Bravo's space. You were, you know, training uh, privates. You know, have you have you picked up again? Because that's something you know. I know that you were really into, but then with the pandemic hitting, well, with you moving. Then I think six months after you move, pandemic hits, you know, what, what's, uh, how has that affected your workout routine, your jujitsu uh, training, everything? Sure. Yes. Um, so jujitsu, I've got a long list of excuses of, of why I'm not doing it right now. Um, pretty much what, what you said, you know, I, I found a gym here. I took a little time off cause I was getting ready for world's toughest mutter and I didn't want to get injured, you know, right before and after that. Or you know, after that, I was hurting, so I, I took a month off, and then pretty much, yeah, pandemic hit. Um, and then the gym opened up a couple months ago, you know, to sort of like a select group of people where they you know monitor temperatures, you know, no drop-ins or anything like that. Um, but I was, um, let's say, I was politely asked um, to maybe not participate in that while um, we had an immunocompromised person in the house, being a, a pregnant wife. Ah, yes. Um, so that makes you know, sense. To totally fair. Um, so no matter how one may or may not feel about the level of contagion of, of um, COVID, it's like, you know what, tough to argue with uh, exposing your, your pregnant wife to to something unnecessarily. So in jiu-jitsu, yeah. you know, as you can imagine, um, it's pretty close contact and um, for extended periods of time. So um, if somebody did, was in there who was contagious, it's not like, oh, I might get it. It's like, no, you're, you're hugging each other for 15 minutes. Um, I think you're doing jujitsu wrong if you're hugging somebody for 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, no, but I, 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 you know, I was just curious if you're, if you're still doing that. I mean, we haven't, we haven't talked in, in quite a bit. And I know that you've been anti, anti-mask. Um, you've been, you know, kind of, uh, uh, not a firm believer of, of COVID you, you, you think it's real, but you're just not as convinced that it's as serious, right? Yeah. I mean, when this stuff showed up on, on our door in January, February, I, I went, I went nuts. You know, I, I bought a whole bunch of stuff that my wife was laughing at me for buying like, you know, colostrum, which is, I don't know if you know what colostrum is, but it's like, mm -mm. the first milk that comes out of a of like the breast after the baby's born it's like super nutrient rich i was buying like cow and goat colostrum um and really? a bunch of, yeah yeah from like these like super niche health stores 
because um, I was I took, this, <laughs> I took this thing super seriously. I bought a bunch of elderberry, um, some NAC, some magnet. Like I, I bought a bunch of crazy stuff because um, you know this thing was an unknown. Um, so I, I don't want to. I don't want people to think that like I was, I'm just totally, you know, not worried about it. Um, I was, but I, I think at least in my estimation, it's become clear that this is um, something different than than what it could have been. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, listen, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I think I think we and and now this is going to be very controversial, but I think we we did what we needed to do to make sure it wasn't too crazy. Right, like we 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 tighten the strings very quickly, and now again, that's going to be very controversial because people are going to say, "No way!" You know, there's how many cases sure. and this and that. But what I'm saying is, we we when it was unknown, they shut down everything. Which I don't know if that was a little bit jumping the gun, but rather be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. And then you know, then I, I I think that you know, we just got too relaxed. Uh, as a society that said, okay, don't worry, we can just go ahead and have everything shut down for you know extended period of time. I mean, there's still places that are shut down. Like New York City is a ghost town. I don't know if yeah. you've seen pictures. I have a lot of friends that still live there, you know, sending me videos and pictures. And I'm like, holy cow, man. I mean, I can't believe it. It's it's all boarded up. And you're just like, how long does that does that go on for something that and and I don't know if it's true, but you know the CDC came out with those re- revised numbers that says like, you know, six percent of the actual numbers is true death due just from COVID. The other ninety four percent was uh, was because of underlying issues. You know, you got COVID, but you had you know like a poor heart. You had heart failure before. You had you know maybe you know poor lungs or whatever. So maybe, maybe I, I just, you're 80, 85 years old or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm not, you know, this is not a, a podcast to talk about, you know, uh, what you should and shouldn't do during COVID. Like you do what you think is best. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I wonder if the CDC has updated those numbers, like what's, what, what, what should the public think? You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I don't begrudge anybody else for for the way that they, you know. Actually, that's not true. I do judge people when I see them uh, wearing a mask by themselves in a car in the middle of a highway, three hundred miles from any town. But, um, <laughs> but yes, I mean, I, I am judgmental about stuff like that. But I also am like, okay, if if that's what you want to do, you know, I'm going to laugh at you a little bit. Um, but by all means, you know, do it. Um, so yeah, it's you know, but it's it's crazy to think that New York is still you know locked down to that extent. Um, I know you have some yeah, I, also in the restaurant and bar business. And yeah, I was just gonna say, I, I, his his restaurant and bar is is legit. Like you can only eat outside, mm-hmm. and you can only you know there's there's like a lot of onlys, and I'm like Jesus, man, that's yeah. I, I don't know how people are gonna bounce back, you know, and 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 you 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 get those like people like oh it's New York strong, don't worry, we'll bounce back, we bounce back <laughs> from everything. Yeah. I get it, but that's, I mean, that's pretty serious stuff yeah. when you're talking well, about the, the big, economy there. Sure. And, and not even just financially, like the bigger question, not the bigger, the equally big question is like, this has just become so habituated in us now to like, you know, wear masks and do this stuff and habits are tough to break. So like, at what point do people just sort of be like, okay, like, 
I'm, I'm over this, but this is just part of my new normal now. And it's ingrained in what I do. I just grab a mask and go with me and I treat other people as complete disease vectors. I don't hug people. So yeah, here's the story. I was in Washington, DC a couple weeks ago, maybe, maybe a month or two ago by now. And um, I was at the Lincoln Memorial sitting there with a, a buddy and we were just uh, drinking a beer and, and chatting. And it was pretty empty, right? Because Washington, D.C. doesn't have hardly any tourists right now. Um, and I see some girl looking at me. We're sitting at kind of at the top of the steps. And there's a girl at the bottom of the steps. And she's looking at me. And um, or I sense she's looking at me kind of in my periphery. And then I scan and I meet eyes with her. And just immediately I was like, oh, I know that person. It's somebody I hadn't seen in, in a couple of years. But it's somebody that I, I just adore. I think she's just the best. Um, you know, one of the, just the most genuine great people I've ever met. And I just jump up ecstatic. I run down the stairs and she's like, no, no, don't, you know, don't get too close. And I'm like, I don't, you know what, with all due respect, I don't care. I'm giving you a hug um, because, you know, you're just one of those people in my life that I just really care about. And uh, she was legit, like she was laughing, but, you know, she was also, no, don't give me a hug. And I gave her a hug anyways, um, you know, hashtag me too. Uh, oh, Jesus. But, <laughs> but you know, it was just, it was like sad after the fact that, you know, she saw me as sort of this disease vector that was coming down the stairs to, uh, in, in a normal world, in a million years, she would have, you know, run up to me and give me a hug um, also, right? But now we're, we've sort of been trained to t- t- see each other, this sort of like, ooh, you know, everybody's got cooties, got to be careful. Uh, right. And I think that's just really sad. Um and then no, you see it with like kids going back to school nowadays also, same thing, right? Like, oh, you know, kids got to be in their little bubbles, uh, you know, no hugging, no high-fiving. You know, like, like girls in third grade, like that's all they do. Like they learn a little bit about world history and then they hug each other. Like that's all the girls that, you know, did when I was in third grade. And now you're taking <laughs> away like the ability to hug each other, right? Like, like they make their, each other's hair and they hug each other during recess. Like that's, that's all third, you know, third graders do. Um, and now they can't do that. And I think that's a little bit weird. Now you, you, you lived in China um, when you studied abroad, right? Uh-huh. Um, I, and, and, and this could be me being ignorant, but don't they wear masks all the time there? Um, n- no, I mean, not when I lived there. I mean, you would see people wearing masks um, when you were there. It wasn't like, you, you know, like if you saw somebody wearing a mask in the States, uh, nine months ago, you've been like, what, are you doing a construction project that I don't know about? Like, what's going on? Right, right. It'd just, it'd just be weird. And yeah, yeah. You'd, see it, you'd see it every once in a while, and you'd be like, oh, I guess that that person's uh, sick or something like that. Maybe they're just wearing a mask. Uh, okay, it so... Wasn't, it wasn't normal by any means. Okay, because I, I, I envisioned that, that people wore masks in China, you know, on, on the regular. That's what I envisioned, you know, before. Yeah. So I was like, it's not really a big change for them. So, and, and, and maybe that's... You know, the way like when, when when Dr. Fauci came out and was talking about it, he was he was saying, like, you know, this is gonna be the new normal guys, like prepare yourself. Like you're gonna be wearing masks for at least like two, three years. Uh say goodbye to handshakes. I mean, I remember when it first came out, he's like, say goodbye to handshakes, you know, things like that. And I not not for nothing, but I was like, I kinda like the whole idea of like, you know how like is it is it the Japanese culture where they like bow? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of like that. I'm like, I'm like, I could get into this. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um. I, I I thought maybe it was it was more of the regular over there, and 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 that we would have to adapt that. But 
it doesn't look like it. I, it looks like, you know, whenever the more and more I go around, the more and more I see people not wearing masks uh, in in public areas, and and I you know I listen, I'm 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 under the impression that you know if if you're gonna get it, you know you're gonna get it and 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 hopefully fight it off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. I think I think more more and more people are are you know risking it and saying like, all right, we need to go back to normal. We cannot keep this up. You know, I still I still listen. I still wear my gator. You know, wherever I go. Sure. When I was coaching, I was coaching baseball. Mandatory as a coach, you have to wear a face mask if you get close to the kids. I'm cool with that. Like, I'll protect the kids at all costs. But you know, when I'm out for a run, I'm not wearing a mask. You know, when I'm, when I'm working out outside, I'm not wearing a mask. When I walk, you know, sometimes I'll walk uh, down the street or I'll walk to the store. I'm not wearing a mask, you know, Mm -hmm. but when I go to a store, if they have a sign that says, you know, masks are required, of course I'm wearing a mask. I'm not, I'm not going to be defiant just because, you know, it's a a little bit of inconvenience for me. Yeah. My neck gets warm, (laughs) you know, because I wear the gator, my neck gets warm. But other than that, like. If, if, if it puts everybody else at, at my, at, at peace that, you know, I'm wearing a mask, so be it, you know, I, the, to me. And I, I know, you know, other people have the, you're infringing on my, you know, civil, civil liberties and all that other crap. I, I'm cool with that. Like I, I, I respect their views as well. Uh, I just, I hate when people, um, you know, like get all up in your face and say like, you're not wearing a mask, you know, you're, you're the yeah. cause this problem or like social media keyboard warriors who just are talking about, you know, like how dare you, you're killing people. And I'm like, well, let's not push it that far. Sure. Yeah. It's um, it's interesting. You know, I'll, maybe this will turn some people off uh, that, that listen, but yeah, I, I've worn a mask once this whole time. And that was to get into the hospital, um, to go to my wife's OB appointment, um, which I was frustrated with because then when we got to the OB appointment, she said, you can't go into the room with my wife. You know, like you have to go wait in the hallway. So I, I couldn't even really go to the OB appointment. Um, oh yeah. So that which, sucks. Yeah. Which, which, which sucks. Um, and I could rant about that all day, but it, it's interesting, man. Um, like, cause I'll go to home Depot and uh, not wear a mask. Um, and, uh, yeah, like it's, it's pretty like, you know, I, I feel a little bit weird not doing it because uh, I, I don't want to come off as just being an asshole, but, uh, but you know, that's definitely what they take. They take you as probably, but you know, I also get looks from some people, um, that, you know, are, are sort of not appreciative, but you know, they're kind of giving you the the mental thumbs up. You can tell they're just like, yeah, like the nod, like, Hey man, I appreciate yeah, you like, doing I, that. I recognize that this is, is stupid. I think it's stupid too, but I'm, I'm wearing the mask cause you know, for whatever. Kind of like what I said, you know, like it's, yeah. it's just, if, yeah. if it's going to put everybody at ease, I'm going to do it. Um, sure. you know, it, so, so with the, with the whole mask thing, so you said you just, you, you wore it once a uh, funny story. I have, I have a friend who is, uh, you know, in, in law enforcement and uh, in, in like upstate New York area. And he said that, he goes, did you know that the, um, the, uh, it's not rule or law, but the, the bill that they passed to mandate masks like an ordinance in, or something. Yeah. The ordinance. Yes. Yeah. 
it expired in June for oh, New really? York. <laughs> Yeah. And when they tried to reinstate it, it got rejected. Really? Yeah. But because, <laughs> because they keep on talking about it, it's mandatory. You know, nobody has questioned it. So he's like, mm -hmm. yeah. He's like, did you know that like you really can't enforce it anymore? <laughs> That's, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's enforced in my county. Like I live in, I think, the one county in Florida that it's um, like it's, there's a mask ordinance that's in place. Because the state of Florida doesn't have one. It's sort of like. Um, they did it by town, right? Like each town can do their own thing. Yeah, a little bit, or maybe it's just socially enforced a little bit. But in my county, is it's straight up. They have a meeting every Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, um, and they, you know, it's it's an ordinance that's in place, and they're very strict about it. You know, so it's it's interesting. You know, we'll we'll see how long it, it lasts. I actually have a meeting tomorrow with a, a couple, um, a husband wife couple that run a. Um, like a, a newsletter out here in the counter in the county. What was that? Wait, um, you cut out there for a second. What was that? Sorry. Yeah, they run a uh, like a, a newspaper uh, that focuses on on county related issues. Oh, okay. Um, and they're they're very sort of anti mask and like talking about the realities of COVID as they see it. Um, so I actually reached out to them on um, maybe Sunday night or Monday, and I was like, Hey, you know, I just moved here a year ago. Um, I really enjoy what you guys have to write online and I'd, I'd like to talk to you and you know, pick your brains about, you know, local politics and just what's going on. Da, da, da. Just kind of threw it out there. Um, and they responded. They're like, yeah, we'd love to meet with you. Um, but you know, just, so you know, we, we won't, uh, I was, I offered to treat them to breakfast or lunch and they said, yeah, that sounds great. But just, so you know, we won't go to any restaurants that require masks. I hope that's not a problem for you. Um, which, which I laughed at. Um, you were like, let's write down my alley, guys. <laughs> yeah, a little bit that they know. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to meet with them tomorrow and, and hear their perspective. But I'd like to talk with them about, you know, how do we – how like, not, not, not trying to be a, a, a jerk about it or anything, but, like, how do we create the space for um, – because I think politicians are also in a tough spot, right, where they've enforced this mask thing. And, you know, if you don't wear a mask, the, the world's going to end sort of thing. We all have to do this. So they've kind of backed themselves into a psychological corner where it's like, okay, well, how do we start justifying um, people not wearing masks now? Uh, you know, is it once there's zero cases in the county for two weeks, is that the green light? Um, or, you know, is it below a threshold? Because as you know, like threshold's been changing this whole time, right? It was first like flatten the curve and then, you know, all these different sort of metrics that are. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a moving target from day one. Yeah. Yeah. So so how do we create like the space to like allow these politicians to sort of save face to some extent um, and maybe loosen the restrictions, um, you know, appropriately um, and, and not be combative about it. Right. Because you can be combative about things and, and you might get your way. But, um, you know, a little bit of honey goes a long way also. So, and now are you are you considering running for public office? No, no, no. Are no, you just, are you are you releasing that on is this like yeah, an exclusive a, for the instant journeyman? Yes, <laughs> are you running I'm, I'm, I'm for local calling, office? I'm calling, I'm calling for your endorsement. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. I'm I'm just curious, um, you know, how because I because you know, we've had elections and primaries, you know, kind of rolling uh the last couple of months. Yeah. I've been surprised that like I've not been surprised. I've been confused about when Republicans versus Democrats are on ballots because sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. It's not clear to me. Um, so I was going to hope to pick their brains about some of the nuances of the way things are done here. Um, you know, just so I have a better understanding of, of the community in which I live. 
and um, the way politics take place here. Uh, no, that's that's we'll that's interesting. For a, a long time, right? And, um, yeah, is that now? I, I wouldn't say you're forever home, but that's you know, it's pretty pretty safe to say that this is you know this is a long term move for you guys. You guys are staying yeah, there for a while. Not gonna yeah. yeah, sure. Well, that's great. So, but you know, who knows if if uh, this is the only place in Florida with a mask mandate? You know, three years from now, still going on, and everybody else doesn't have one. You're moving. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe that'll be the the straw that breaks the camel's back. Now, do they do they fine you if 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 you don't wear the mask? What's you know like it's mandated to wear a mask, but you know what's the what's the consequences if like you're walking into the store and you don't have a mask on? Are they yeah, fining I, you? I, they they at first they threatened it, but they weren't enforcing it, and then I heard they were enforcing it. Um, but I'm not really sure. Um, you know. I'm, I'm just, I know my plan is, is if a person, you know, says, Hey, we're going to give you a fine. I'll just be like, okay, you know, that's fine. I'll take the fine and I'll stick it down my pants and wipe my ass with it and give it back to them. I mean, um, I will, uh, accept the fine and just go about my business, but I, I think they are finding people. I think it's pretty, pretty high, you know, a couple hundred dollars for first time offenders. Kind of like jaywalking, huh? Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, uh, Falcon got a, a beautiful jaywalking ticket like the first week he moved to LA. And it was at like 6 a.m. The street was dead and no car around. And then all of a sudden he crosses. The blue and red start and, flashing. And literally out of nowhere, a blue and red lights start flashing and he gets pulled over. <laughs> Wall you can't even you can't even call it pulled over. <laughs> I was walking. So that's yeah. that's that's my favorite. Like that that to me is probably one of my favorite stories that you tell. Just just because of. So that's an example of California, like we were talking about earlier. Right. Sorry, it, I didn't mean to cut you off. Why is that? Yeah. No, no, no. It's 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 a crime ridden you know city, right? L.A. Mm -hmm. and and there were and there's homeless people all around especially in the place that you lived, right? There was a lot of homeless people in that neighborhood. Um, and, and, you know, once you go ahead and, and, and see all that, you're like, Oh, they're not going to worry about me crossing in the middle of the street. Right. When it's yeah. completely dead. And, uh, and sure some enough, dude, some dude on the last block was taking a shit in the middle of the street. You know, which is like, yeah, no, and, and, and that was a true story. Right. Like, like, it's uh, it, it, that, uh, that two, happens a yeah, lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you see people defecating and, and peeing, you know, on the street where I lived, not unregularly. You know, once every other week or so, you'd be like, oh, I guess that guy's taking a crap there. But yeah, you know, I got my. So, so this is um, not to steer the conversation, but th this is like I think one of the upcoming sort of political paradigms that's um, gaining some traction in sort of like modern America. This this idea of of uh, a narco tyranny. Have you heard this before? No. Okay. So, you know, we live in a representative democracy, right? Or, you know, kind of a republic or, you know, people call us a democracy. That's sort of, you know, we're a, a nation of laws. You know, that's kind of what we are brought up learning. Correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that that eventually uh, matures in a society like America is it eventually devolves into what's called a narco tyranny which is a combination of two words, you know, anarchy and tyranny. Um, so, and you have both taking place in society at the same time, which is interesting because anarchy and tyranny kind of seem like opposites, right? Yeah. Anarchy is like, you know, 
do whatever free for all tyranny is, you know, uh, locked down and, you know, government's really in charge and really strict. And the way that that's manifesting itself nowadays is you've got anarchy for a subset of the population. You've got tyranny for another part. So to pick an obvious example now in September is, you know, you've got, you know, these sort of rioters that are taking place in Rochester, uh, for example, you and I have talked about that offline um, where yeah. you know, they can get away with this or Portland and all this stuff. And it's not really policed or cracked down upon um, for a portion of society, but you've got another portion of society where things are really strict, you know, not to make an example of myself, but, you know, getting jaywalking tickets um, or, you know, getting fines for, you know, your car not being smog tested or, um, you know, if, if you um, make an addition to your house without getting proper permitting, you know, the local permitting guy is going to come by and, you know, write you a ticket or say you have to take it down or, you know, so like this really strict set of rules that are enforced sort of like kind of on the middle class, you know, people who are generally law abiding citizens and who will put up with it and you know, be like, Oh yeah, yeah I kind of knew I should have done that. And I got caught and, um, you know, here's, you know, I have to pay a penalty for it. Um, and that's kind of, uh, what one group of sort of political theorists are, are proposing is kind of where America is going. Um, that some people will, who, the people who play by the rules will be subject to being under the rules and it'll suck for them. And the people who don't, aren't willing to play by the rules, um, can kind of get away with it. Um, which is, which is scary. You know, who knows if that's true, but that's, that's an idea that I've seen pushed quite a bit recently. Um, another like example of that would be, you know, politicians and politically connected people. This has always been true, right. But they don't have to play by the rules, right. Like Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done at the salon uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. But, what, know, what was, what was your take on that? Did you think that it was a oh, setup? What do you, like, I, I mean, maybe it was good, good for her getting her hair done or good for her. Yeah. Good for her. I mean, she, no, she's got a giant pair of balls. Good for her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I respect Nancy Pelosi. She's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm the number three most powerful person in the country. Um, hell yeah. I'm going to try and you know do what I want. Um, not saying that that's what I would do if I was number three in the country, but that's, that's actually, that's a really funny way of looking at it. Yeah. Good for her. She's like, yeah, why? Yeah. I need to get my hair done. And the mayor of Chicago said the same thing, you know, a couple months previous, you know, she's not the most attractive lady, but, um, you know, she was getting her hair done in Chicago and people were calling her out on it. And she was like, well, I need to get my hair done. I'm the face of the city. Of course I have to get my hair done. You know, it's like, you know, who do you think wow. you are um, to think that you could say something like that with a straight face? Well, I, I, I love it that, that it was, you know, the, she said it was, it was not okay for, for people to protest street. Um, but she was very supportive of the protest before they started going down her street. Oh yeah. Amazing. That was, that was, that was funny. And then same thing in, in Portland, I think it's Portland where the mayor is like so anti Trump and, and anti everything that he, you know, don't need any help. It's peaceful. It's this and that. And then the rioters tried to burn down his building. Mm-hmm. And you're like, holy cow. Now, I mean, listen, I don't know all the facts. I don't like to go ahead and, and you know, pass judgment. But if, if there's a protest <laughs> and, and it turns into rioting, you know, uh, and they try to burn down the building that you live in, I'm going to go ahead and say things got a little out of hand. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and listen, I'm, you know, 
I, I don't I don't like to go ahead and pick sides on you know for this podcast, but I will say this. I, I just saw a meme and it said JFK's car ride in Dallas was mostly enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, because just like these protests are mostly peaceful. mostly peaceful. Yeah. 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 Kind of a kind of a caveat there worth uh, worth recognizing. Yeah, it was mostly enjoyable, most mostly enjoyable car ride. Up yeah. Until, yeah. Up until he got shot in the head. So. Yeah. So, and that's another example of sort of this anarcho tyranny, right? Like, you know, the mayor's okay with, uh, or maybe the Chicago mayor is a bit of a better example. Yeah, I'm okay with the rioting, and then as soon as it comes on her street, it's like, okay, no rioting. You know, the, now the law is in place uh, because uh, it it affects me or something like that. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see sort of how that happens in, in the States. Because, you know, I think most Americans want to play by the rules, right? You know, we like the idea of fairness. Um, we don't want to be taking advantage of the system too much. You know, maybe on the margin here and there, it's you know, okay uh, to do it a little bit. You know, it's not my own opinion per se, but I think that's kind of where people stand. But generally, yeah, people I mean, want to be good citizens, right? Good neighbors. and Right. I, I think I think that that's that's part of you know part of being an american is understanding that there are rules and laws that you have to obey in order to be part of society here right you may not but, but agree america, with all of them but you have to abide by them and and i think that that is is where it's kind of you know it's it's kind of gone off the deep end because you know it's a double standard it's okay if if certain people um you know, and of of uh, of political, you know, sides go ahead and do things like you know the Nancy Pelosi, and and believe me, the Republicans do the same thing too, sure. right? You know, they 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 abuse their power. Um, so it when you look at it and you say you have you know Nancy Pelosi doing this, and you know rules don't apply to her, I can guarantee you that you know, uh, well, not McConnell, he's not he's not getting his hair done, but yeah. uh, <laughs> your, your maybe boy Dan Crenshaw's getting his hair done. Yeah, yeah, or or Matt Gates, right? Like sure. your your boy Matt Gates in Florida here. Sure. Uh, so 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 for me, I, I I you know I I I'm very careful to go ahead and be like, oh my god, look at what they're doing. Look at this is ridiculous because I know it's happening on the other side Both too. Sides. Yeah. You know, so I I don't I don't really care. I just think I think it's bullshit that anybody does it. You know, like yeah. follow the rules. You know, you're you're the you're the rule setter. You should abide by your rules. It shouldn't be do as I say, not as I do. Yes. It should be every, everybody follows the same rules, you know? The politicians in particular should be following the rules because I, I will challenge you a little bit, right? Like there's this idea of like, oh, we're all Americans. We all want to follow the rules. But we also have like this like streak of independence, right, as Americans and sort of being um, like very anti-government to some extent or anti-rules. Like that's part of our foundational you know, mythology, right? Right, uh, right. The Boston Tea Party, and you know, uh, you know, obviously, in the you know, the war for independence against uh, England and all that. So, so America's kind of unique in that regard, right? Like, we we all want to follow the rules and be respectful, good neighbors, but uh, we also are somewhat proud of our ability to um, push back on the system. And that that's for me one of the more discouraging things about what's been happening recently is that um, that. Uh, that sort of ethos of of being willing to push back against the government um, is certainly not as as proud as I would like to think that it it would have been. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more pushback, especially by now. You know, six months into the the lockdowns, 
because uh, you're actually seeing you know pretty uh, pretty big protests about it in Europe, you know more so than in the states. Um, partly because you know Europeans maybe have more of a culture for protests, you know mass public protests. But um, yeah, it's it's sort of just sort of an interesting that's you know understanding who we are as Americans, you know, uh, being both uh, you know respectful of laws, but also you know sort of uh, maybe rebelling against them uh, at times. Yeah, I, uh, listen, that balance right. Yeah, you know, I think when 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 you take a look at it you know with the whole like obeying rules and things like that i i think it goes back to you know we as citizens have just become i and i i wouldn't even say we but i would say the younger generations have become okay with not following rules or laws like can you imagine if you or I walked down the street and did half of the stuff that is happening in these, you know, protests slash riots? And and listen, I get it. Ninety percent or ninety five percent of the the protests out there are peaceful. So I'm not I'm not targeting them, but I'm just saying in general, the the things that the the the, the five or the ten percent of bad protesters and rioters are doing is. If, if we did it, we would be arrested immediately, mm-hmm. immediately. But for some reason, you know, for, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's coming down from, you know, mayors, from governors, from uh, so on and so forth. But they're saying like, Hey, just let it happen type deal. You know, when, when you see that, you're just like, Oh my God, like, no, we need, we need law and order. Right. Cause if we do not have law and order, chaos will, will, will ensue. Well, but you have to respect it too, right? Because, you know, it, it does take bravery and courage to protest, you know, and, and to go out there and, you know, with a megaphone and, uh, you know, disrupt things and, you know, break windows. <clears throat> like, I mean, it, it, it's, on one hand, it's moral cowardice, right? Because, you know, like, well, you're just being whiny and destructive. Um, but on the other hand, like, you know, you have to give them credit that it does take a little bit of moral, moral, moral fortitude to be like, you know what, I'm going to bring a hammer with me. And I think the system is broken and I'm going to express myself and I'm going to risk, you know, getting arrested. I mean, now at this point, you know, they're not too afraid of getting arrested because they've seen there's no consequences. But when it first started, you know, the first person to go smash that window, you know, that does take a little bit of bravery, Um, not, not making a moral judgment or condoning it, Um, just recognizing as it is because, you know, at some point, um, you know, society might get to the point where you're like, you know what, society's bullshit. Like, you know, what are you going to do about it? Like, are you just going to sit there and whine about it, or are you actually going to get up and do something about it? But, and to but my, credit, my question to you, done something about it. Yeah, but my question to you is, what is what is what's being accomplished by, you know, breaking into stores and looting them or setting things on fire? You know, things like that. Because like. Like I said, I have, I have a, a bunch of friends that are police officers in upstate New York, and they, you know, they're out there every single day now. Some are working seven days a week. Which, by the way, if you want to defund the police, what yeah. you're doing is—I mean, yeah, you know, you're 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 getting you're getting uh, you know the the you're getting the the raw end of the stick here because you're not defunding the police; you're paying them overtime. 
and handsomely. <laughs> yeah, time and a half, double time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like come on, like just yeah. use your brain. And 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 uh, you know, most people say, well, we kneeled, and it, and and you said that was disrespectful. We, you know, did this, and you said it was disrespectful. We spoke out about it. You said it was disrespectful. Well, now you know what is okay. It's also and not what, that it's just disrespectful. It, we're, we're also not getting the change that we want. So we need to be more drastic, right? Right. Kneeling didn't bring about the change, so I need to be more um, you know, obvious with my But you, you know what did bring change? And, and you know, Rosa Parks, right? She, she peacefully protested. She said, I'm not going to the back of the bus. And then when that happened, and they said, well, you know, you have to. And, and well... Uh, we're not going to ride the bus anymore. And bus ticket sales went down tremendously. And then after a certain amount of time, they said, holy crap, we cannot afford to do this. So we need to go ahead and we need to have them sit wherever they want. Right? So Rosa Parks did it the right way, in my opinion. Right? If you don't like it, boycott companies. Right? Hit them in the wallet. Don't, don't go ahead and just torture, you know, and, and, you know, affect other people and risk people getting injured and things like that. You know, like I just see it's too combative. It's very combative. And, and I mean, you know, well, who knows? Listen, maybe, I, maybe they have uh, <clears throat> protested by not, you know, supporting these companies or whatever. And that, that didn't work. Right. So this is, yeah. So then you know, so we resort to violence. Yeah. Maybe, they, um, maybe they've done that to, you know, already. And this is sort of the, what they think is, is necessary now. But as much as I disapprove of, of <clears throat> sort of what they're doing, I mean, I, um, to some extent, I do have, you know, a little bit of uh, respect for the willingness to at least do it. Um, again, wow. You know, I, not, let, let me, let me ask it, you, but, yeah. let me ask you a serious question. Is there anything you can think of right now that would cause you to protest? Um, like yeah, literally, definitely. yeah, sure, yeah, of course, yeah. If, uh, if, um, you know, Trump came out tomorrow and said, you know what, I think pedophilia is, is overrated and we should release all the pedophiles out of jail, of course, I would go protest. You'd protest, of course, I would protest if Trump said, I'm letting all the pedophiles out of jail. I'm, and, I'm, I'm and, talking and like I'm marching down the street, signs and, and all that. Yeah, and okay, well, if that's not enough, he says, okay, we're going to let all the pedophiles out and, and because we treated them so badly, we're going to give them uh, free housing next to uh, elementary schools around the country um, and, uh, <laughs> and, a, and a free ice cream truck for all of them um, with unlimited gas. and To and, start up their business. <laughs> and, and, and roof and all. You know, like of, of, at that point, yeah, of course I'm going to get out and protest in the street. Like that's – extreme example that's not going to happen but yeah there's of course there's a line i i i would say that if you don't have a line that you that at some point you're not willing to protest then go fuck yourself because you're you're not even a man at that point not even you're not even a human at that point like everybody has a line and if you don't then then what's the point of living you know we we you should have some level of uh sense of justice or morals or whatever that if that gets crossed you know you're taking a stand I get what you're saying there, but at the same time, why, like, who's saying that your line is where it should be? Like, like for example, you say that's the extreme, and people will go ahead and say, 
well, we have kids dying. We have, you know, innocent people dying. What they're saying right now, innocent people are dying. Why aren't you drawing the line there? Sure. Kids in cages. You know, kids in cages. Why aren't you drawing the line there? Why does it have to be, you know, all the way, you know, you know, a, you know, 30,000 feet in the air. Why can't it be at sure. the 10 foot line? Like what, like what's wrong with you? You're privileged, you know? So, so that's, that's what I'm getting at is like, yeah, there's, there's gotta be a line, but you're going to get judged on, on your line. Yeah. It's a really good question. It's a fair question. Nothing's, nothing's ever good enough for, for anybody, you know, when it comes to that sort of thing, because everybody feels so strongly about their one particular line uh, that you know if it if it's crossed all oh, you know all all hands on deck well that's why so, the, was it the 80s or the 90s like there was like bombings at abortion clinics or something like that you know like I, I was too young to really understand that but like there was you know because abortion was like the one issue for a lot of people and it was so extreme that they're like you know some psycho dude was like the way that i'm going to combat this is i'm going to plant a bomb at an abortion clinic or something it's like yeah you can be anti-abortion but you know that's maybe right. an extreme response to it, right? But for him, it wasn't. Like his his sense of reality was where it was that he thought that that was reasonable, or she, or you know, that group of people. I don't know the details, but uh. yeah, I I mean, listen, I I there's a lot of things that I'm like, ooh, that's terrible. Like I, you know, but I and 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 maybe this is where I'm wrong. I'm I'm like, but me going out and walking, you know, and 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 carrying a sign, like, is what is that accomplishing? And sure. and then you could you could you then could argue well you know Martin Luther King right he did it and he he was he was pretty successful yeah in he, his stance yeah. right yeah he was pretty successful until he wasn't <laughs> right that's a JFK joke from earlier yeah yeah I got gotcha. you mostly mostly successful mostly yeah. successful yeah no I mean these these are like these are like foundational questions to you know, what your ethical hierarchy is and what your, what your system of values looks like and how seriously you take it. Um, and, and these are like super important questions. But <clears throat> one thing that needs to be obviously stated is that, you know, a lot of the people protesting for the most part, um, you know, don't have a lot to lose by protesting. Like one reason I'm not going to go protest, <clears throat> you know, uh, pick something kind of mundane like is because, you know, either a, I got shit to do, or, you know, I don't, what if, if I'm wrong, like that looks really poorly on me and, you know, it's just not worth the risk. Um, especially in a cancel culture that we're especially in. Especially in a cancel culture. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think that that's, that's probably, you know, the biggest thing is like, you know, I don't want to go ahead and, you know, sign my name to this particular, uh, topic because oh my god you know what happens if six months or six years or 15 years down the road it comes out that i backed it or and, 600 years down the road right. like columbus, yeah. columbus right columbus you know found uh, the new world and wow that was great 600 years later it's like oh my god we gotta tear down all the statues well, yeah what a you, scumbag you, he was yeah you sign your name on like a you know i don't think transgender uh people should be using the same bathrooms as you know kids or whatever, you know, some sort of like kind of controversial thing nowadays, you know, maybe, you know, 50 years or 400 years from now, you know, it, it's determined that transgender things is like, you know, genetic and it's you know, not anything you can control. And, and now it's like, wow, those guys, those, that Jeremy dude from 2020 sure was a monster. You know, like, right. And he signed his name on yeah. this thing. So therefore we need to punish his, uh, his grandkids or something like that. 
Yeah, it's uh, that that's and and that's that's unfortunate. Like I I'm I'm a firm believer of you cannot judge people on the past based off of what you know happens in the future, right? So like you, you can't you can't go ahead and and say, you know, uh George Washington. Uh you know and and, and I, to be honest, I don't even know. I'm assuming he had slaves. You can't go ahead and say George Washington had slaves. He was a bad guy. Slavery was acceptable back then. As wrong as it is, and as wrong as we know it is now, you can't go ahead and say that he was a bad guy because he did it, right? Because it was acceptable then. It wasn't against the law. It was. It was just you know, and he was. I mean, I for all there. the for all the good things that he did, right? I mean, <clears throat> for all the good things he did. You you're gonna go ahead and say, well, he did one bad thing, so he's you know he's he's banned. We should take down everything. You know, let's change the the names of you know states, the names of cities, the names of you know whatever. Take down his statues, take down the monument, or rename the monument. You got you got to go ahead and say, all right, that's 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 a little too much. And 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 if you rationally think about it, because think about something. Think about any person you think is the most innocent person, the 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 best all-around person they've done one or two things wrong no. in their life right <laughs> <laughs> you know like you know like think about think about like most people would be like oh you know like most people would be like my mom she's you know not my mom sure. in particular but like you know everybody will say like <laughs> their mother mom. yeah like everybody's like jeremy's mom she's a saint <laughs> no um, hi, mom. yeah hi, mom. uh but you know, sure. most people would be like, my mom's a saint. Like, she does nothing wrong. Like, all right. At the same time, if we look back, I'm sure she's done one or two things wrong that she's not proud of and, you know, that she doesn't tote around and talk about too often, right? Mm -hmm. That's – it's just normal. It's normal. Nobody is – you know, look at look at all the, the people in Hollywood that are, 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 are throwing stones and living in glass houses. And you're like, wait a minute here. This doesn't seem right. Yeah. You know, that's why, that's why the whole Ricky Gervais thing, when he did the, uh, I don't know if it was the Oscars or the golden globes the golden or something. Globes. Yeah. And he was just like, Oh, cut it out. You know, if, yeah. if, if, you know, you guys all flew here on Epstein's, you know, private plane, like relax, <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> so yeah. to me, I, that's the way I look at it. Is like you can't judge a person based off of one particular thing. Sure. Now, if it's habitual and they keep doing it, you know, because most people would be like, "Great point, Jeremy." So these people that you're arresting, you can't go ahead and think the worst of them. Well, let's take a look at the rap sheet. If the rap sheet is continuously, you know, breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law. Remember. George Washington break, didn't break the law by having yeah. a slave. Like that I was acceptable. Know, I, I think I think you're strawmanning it a little too much because you know these these people who break the law, break the law, break the law. Well, maybe they're breaking what they think are unjust laws. You know, and, and they're just, uh, you know, that's murder, just, rape, really. Yeah, I mean, you and I might disagree with it, and you know, to some extent. But those okay, those are extreme cases. But you know, like a lot of these rioters, you know, they they think the system is broken or they think society is corrupt. You know, they think, uh, you know, the uh, society is built for the, the 1%, you know, to take advantage of the, the labor class and all this stuff. And, 
you know, if, if, if you're so convinced in your mind that we live in an in immoral society, the way it's set up, whether that's capitalism or, you know, pick, pick their sort of battle of the day, police brutality, you know, is endemic and we, you know, we've got to do something about it. It's everywhere. Whether or not you agree with that, that's the way they see, see the world. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to fight that because, you know, they feel morally righteous in doing so. Um, you and I may disagree with the way they interpret the world. Um, but, you know, they probably also deeply disagree with the way that we see the world. You know, what do you mean you don't, what do you mean police violence isn't a problem? And then you say, well, yeah, it, it, it can be a little bit of a problem. You know, here, there's, there's some bad apples or, you know, whatever. And they come back, well, no, no, it's, it's part of it. It's a systematic problem, a systemic problem. You know, we've, we've got to combat this. And if, if you don't see it that way, then you're part of the problem. And therefore you're, you know, my enemy to some extent. Like, <clears throat> I, I don't think these, these disagreements can be easily papered over. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just, for me, and I'm not saying that people don't think of it logically or, or, or things like that, but I always look at everything logically. I try to. I try to leave emotions at the door. So I, I try to go ahead and say, yeah, you know, I see what your point is there, and and uh, but I disagree with you here. And then once you disagree with somebody who is emotionally invested in it, you know, game over. Like there's no there's no having a conversation at that point. Sure. Sure. So, but you know, yeah, you know, their, their lack of emotional commitment to the, uh, to what's going on though, is also one reason that you're not going to be protesting anytime soon. Um, yeah, it's not, that's not judging you. That's just saying that like your personality type is also probably not partial to protesting as you know, your threshold for protesting is much higher than these other people because you're not emotionally, um, you know, involved or, you know, maybe jokingly say compromised, because uh, I think yeah. a lot of these people are emotionally stunted. Um, you know, these, for the most part, these people, you know, don't come off as the most um, enlightened in the way that they think these situations should be handled. You know, they don't see the world in trade-offs, right? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's been pretty discouraging to, to watch, obviously, what's been going on. I don't, I know you and I are in a group chat that sends around some of these videos of some of these riots and protesters and um, you know man it's it's crazy to think that that's going on in america I don't uh, yeah know, like the average person sees that stuff like you know who watches the news a little bit um knows that like there's these violent riots going on uh, around the country like your average voter uh, who's like you know kind of wakes up goes to work spends time with their kids maybe watches the news a little bit maybe not um, knows that like there's some like serious legit rioting going on with like really um, unhappy people um, acting pretty heinously at, at least as far as you and I would consider like you know disrupting people eating their dinner. Um, yeah, I think that's a bit stuff. much. But yeah. but you know like like I said, I'm okay with you know protesting. You know more power to you, and it's your right. But when it turns violent, it, that kind of you lose me at that point. That's all. That's all I was getting at. Sure. Personally, you lose me at that point. Yeah, no, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see if um, you know we're on the back end of these riots or just if they're just ramping up. Um, you know, I certainly know how I feel about it, but you know, history will, you know, time will tell. All right, now, now just to just to switch switch things, you know, gears here. Traveling, 
I know that you traveled, you know, quite a bit uh, at the end of last year, was it? Or middle of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, you know, are you, are you guys talking about, you know, traveling? Are you guys concerned about traveling? What's the, uh, what's the, what's the deal there? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're like probably many Americans, <laughs> we're trying to figure out what is um, reasonable for holiday travel, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas um, in particular, right? Because we want to go see our families. Um, and right. And you're not going to drive with a newborn. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it'd be a two or three day drive to get to where we want to go. And we only have a certain amount of time off from work. So um, we're certainly planning on, on traveling for Christmas. Um, you know, every other year uh, we all go to my parents' house. Um, and, and this is the year that we're scheduled to go. So um, we're hopeful that that happens, but you know, like these different States have these different quarantine rules and they're not exactly clear like my wife's work, you know, she works in a hospital setting and, you know, they've got sort of a, a quarantine procedure in place. Whereas if you leave the state or the country, you know, you can't come back to work for X amount of time. So, you know, she takes seven days off for vacation, you know, that's fine. But if she comes back from vacation and she has to take, you know, 10 days off for quarantining, all of a sudden that's like taking, you know, three weeks off for a vacation. Um, right. And just to go, just to go somewhere. Yeah. I for agree. Four days, yeah. Yeah. So, no. you know, yeah. So, you know, her works slash, you know, the States and the governments need to, I think, you know, be a little bit more transparent about what the expectations are for holiday travel. Cause especially, I, you know, that's three months from now, you know, if we're still got these sort of quasi lockdowns going on or just, you know, all this stuff three months from now, that'll be like nine months or 10 months of people like doing this, probably being a little bit more fed up with it. And also just being like, listen, I really want to see my family. I haven't been able to see my family, you know, for 10 months, you know, or at least not the family that lives within a car ride away, you know, a drive distance. So I think a lot of people will probably be itching to, to travel and, and just say, you know, screw it. Um, you know, I, I, I got to see my family at some point and 10 months is long enough. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that takes place. Have you, you, cause you travel all the time for work, but I, I know you've been grounded. Yeah, I've been, I've been grounded, uh, not traveling until at least next year, which yeah. is, uh, it's a, it's a hard, it's a, it's a, it was a challenge for me. You know, it was a challenge for me. It was nice because this year I was able to, you know, really like I've always helped coach, um, you know, the boys baseball, but this year I've really been able to, and I was, I was head coach of one team, assistant coach on two other teams, you know? So like I, I was able to really partake in a lot of the activities and it was nice. It was, it was fun. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not, you know, stoked that I, you know, I'm not traveling, but it, it was a nice break. This is the longest I've ever been in, you know, uh, well, let's just say on ground. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, since, since 2007. So wow. yeah, wow. yeah, 13, 13 years of traveling every month, a minimum of one week, a maximum of four weeks, you know, so I've, I've always been on the road. So it, it was a very nice break. Um, I'm excited to go back to traveling, maybe not as much, maybe not, you know, four weeks a month. I would prefer, you know, like, every other week I travel this way I can kind of set a schedule and things like that. But you know, who knows? We'll see. I, I I'm, I'm excited to get back on the road. I'm excited to get back in the air type deal. Um, I miss, 
I miss that that aspect of things. But other than that, you know, it's 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 been it's been a it's been a very pleasant, unexpected change. Yeah. No, that's um, that'd be that'd be tough, you know, for to go from uh, a certain sort of habituation to <clears throat> to turning that 180 degrees around. But it sounds like you've you've managed it pretty well. Um, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, and and now with with travel, I mean, you you guys went over to Europe what, at the at, I think in like August or July. Yeah, July, August. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you see? I mean, obviously you've watched the news and stuff like that. Do you see like were they doing anything different that that you could say like wow the the U.S. really we should we should we should do something like that? Like, did you notice that maybe they are you know because I I haven't traveled overseas in probably five years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've been to like you know the Caribbean and stuff like that, but like I'm talking like Europe and stuff like that. Um, do you see anything that they're doing, whether it was on the news or in person, that we should be doing here in the U.S.? You mean culturally or? Uh, yeah, I mean just just overall, you know, like you know, uh, do you do you find that the open borders is is you know working very well for them, or because because you went to multiple countries, yeah, right? You went to how many different countries? We went to four different countries pretty easy to get through you guys took the train i'm assuming uh we took um we flew into london then we flew to uh czech republic and then we took the train from the czech republic to austria to hungary and then we flew from hungary back to the uk so we, we did a little bit of both and yeah it was you know super easy to, to get around um and, and travel and that was that was awesome um but yeah you know europe europe's its own animal you know it's um the European Union as a whole is is probably kind of similar to the states as, as far as you know the way that the government's is, is sort of the directionally the way that it's going. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they can do things however they want. I I, I think that uh, you know the what whatever approaches they take to their issues are maybe have a little bit of overlap with how thing we do things in the states or might want to consider things, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I when I go out there, I just like like traveling and hanging out. I, I don't, I go there more for the history, you know, um, and seeing the nice artwork and the buildings, maybe interacting with people a little bit. But I don't, I don't think too much about currently how they're how they're handling things. No, you just At least not not when I'm traveling with my kids. You know, if I was traveling by myself and I could go to bars and stuff like that and, and chat with locals, um, maybe I'd, I'd have a slightly different, you know, objective when I travel. Um, to, you know, have these more rich conversations, but when you're traveling with, with family, it's, it's tough to sit down and, and, uh, have a deep conversation with a, a local, um, you know, open-ended, uh, right. Right. So it's, that's probably just a consequence of, of traveling with a, a two-year-old or something like that, that is going to be the way that I travel for the foreseeable future. Excellent. And now have you and your wife talked about you know, any other big trips that you want to come up with? Uh, maybe when the baby's, you know, two. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not actively planning it now, just because, you know, who knows? You know, I, I don't want to get excited about planning a trip for next, you know, March or February, and then find out that, you know, people still aren't allowed to really travel, and then sort of be disappointed by that. But, 
you know, we've, we've always got our, our eyes on the map as far as doing another trip. Cause we, we just had so much fun uh, last time we learned so much. And, um, you know, we were, I think we talked about this, uh, on, on the other podcast a little bit, but, you know, traveling with a child was, was daunting. Um, but boy, am I glad we did it. Like, I just, I couldn't imagine not traveling with the kids now. Not, not that my daughter would have remembered, um, or that she will remember any of that trip. Um, but, um, I think it was still a good experience for her. And as the kids get older, like I could, I could not imagine going someplace uh, like Europe without bringing the kids and having them miss out on that opportunity. Um, yeah. You know, which I, I get, you know, some people are like, you know, if I'm going to spend all this money on vacation, you know, I want to go with my, my wife or my husband and, and do all the things we want to do. Uh, traveling with a kid is tough, you know, all that. I, I get all that. But uh, after having done it once, um, gosh, that's, that's like, the status quo going forward as we look at vacations and <clears throat> travel and stuff like that. Very interesting. That, yeah. Not to say that we won't ever just take a vacation, the two of us, but uh, push come to shove. Yeah. I think we're going to, you're bringing the kids. Yeah. We're, we're going to want to bring the kids. You know, maybe my you know wife might have a work conference or something in Berlin sometime for like three days and we'll, we'll just go the two of us, but you know, short of something like that, bring your kids. It's good for them. Nice. Yeah. So, All right, you, well, guys, you guys, you guys have anything planned travel wise, or it's just sort of like, well, well, we had our, you know, because we got married in a tropical area and we stayed there for fourteen days, you know, or twelve days or whatever it was. So we didn't really have a honeymoon. So we we're like, ah, oh, we're gonna do it. So we booked a honeymoon. Um, we were gonna do a cruise through the Mediterranean, and uh, it was actually in two weeks. We were leaving on the 25th? No, 20. The boat left on the 27th. So, yeah. So, it was like mm-hmm. two and a half weeks. And, um, you know, I put a deposit down. And next thing you know, this is all happening. And, like, I think it was like July. Yeah, July. I get a phone call saying, like, hey, you know, final payments due. And I was like, <laughs> wait, are, are you guys still cruising yeah well we, you know I, I was like i saw that you guys aren't cruising and they're like oh well that expires on september 15th so we, we're planning on cruising i go and then what happens if if you guys don't well you, you know you'll get full credit towards a, a future cruise and i was like so you want me to drop six grand and maybe not use it so i'm just gonna tie up six grand and potentially go i was like i don't know and they're like, well, if you don't, you're going to lose your deposit. And I put like 200 bucks down. And I go, "Yeah." I go, wait a minute. I said, so because there's a pandemic, you're going to keep my deposit? I was like, obviously, you guys need it more than I do if you're going to go ahead and do that to a customer. Yeah. And they're like, yep. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, looks like we're not going to yeah. go with you anymore. It doesn't give me a lot of confidence that I'm going to give you six grand. And, uh... Right. You'll still be in business to honor it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no. So yeah, we we just uh, we canceled it, and we we're we're dying to go on vacation, you know. Uh, but yeah. it's listen, well, it's, it'll be that much sweeter when you guys uh, right get to do that honeymoon. Right. What well, we were we we're actually talking about going back to Aruba. We're like, hey, Aruba's open. There's no quarantining necessary when you go there or when you come back might be something we look at. <laughs> well, 
there's also a nice Best Western down the street from us. So if you want to go to you know North uh, Central Florida, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, it's, it's not, basically it's not quite like Aruba. Aruba. It's basically, <laughs> basically the same. Yeah. But no, uh, we we we're we're trying to we're trying to focus on something, you know, a trip somewhere, you know, in in the early uh, beginning of the year. But like like you said, we don't want to get our hopes up. Sure, but we're you almost just, have to do it from like a mental sanity standpoint to like sort of have something to look, look forward, forward to. Forward. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. healthy. Yeah, you know, I, I had I had an interesting conversation with, uh, you know, a, a guest on Monday's uh, podcast, and uh, his name is Craig, and he said he he doesn't like to do anything that makes him like work for the weekend or work towards a vacation. Like he, he's like too many people are like that. Too many people say like, Oh God, I can't wait for Saturday or, Oh my God, you know, like only, only 30 more days and I get to go on vacation. He's like, I enjoy what I do. And I was like, man, that's a really good way of looking at things. You know, find something you enjoy doing so much that you don't really need to work for the weekend. Every day's a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 he brought up a quote that that is pretty awesome that you'll appreciate. He said, uh, uh, one of the ex special forces guys that he follows on Instagram, you know, posted something like, uh, "Every night is a Saturday night. Treat every night like a Saturday night, and treat every morning like a Monday morning." Mm. So, like, you know, go do what you want to do, but when you wake up get ready to hammer it and do something productive. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, man, that's, that's awesome. I like that. That's a good mentality. Of course, my Saturday nights are pretty tame right now, but I, I, I know, I know what the gist is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get, you get the point. Yeah. But yeah, my Saturday nights are pretty lame. Yeah. You know? Well, I said tame, not lame, but oh. speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, I, I mean, my wife works. Yeah, uh, usually I I'm, I'm, I'm with the, with the boys and we, you know, with, with the coronavirus, we're just like, what are we going to do? You know, sure. So we, we hang out, you know, it's, and it's different because baseball just ended this past weekend. We had our last tournament. So I literally had baseball five, no, I'm sorry, six days a week, seven, if we had a tournament. Mm -hmm. So, it's it's there's going to be a lot of free time. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> you have to find a new hobby, I guess. Yeah. With the, uh, yeah. With the weather turning here, you know, in the next month or so, you have to. Yeah, you have to find so. yeah find a bunch of different things. Well, you got to come up with something because you know you got two kids who are at the age where they got to be got to be moving. Got to be active. Stuff. Yeah. So. If not, they're on their damn tablets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find something to keep them busy with for sure. Yeah. So, well, I, uh, I don't want to cut it short, but we are at the hour and something minute. Okay. Mark. Well, perfect. But, uh, I, I, I enjoyed our conversation. I, our listeners did too. Um, we'll have you on again, maybe to talk about, uh, uh sober October. Are you going to do it? Uh, yeah, sure. You gonna? Cause, mm. cause I, I, I think I'm, I'm ironing out the details just to give everybody okay. a quick teaser here. Uh, Sober October is going to be how many push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, and maybe burpees you can do in a month. Are you going to weigh these things or is a burpee the same as a sit-up and a pull-up is the same? as? A no, 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 no. So burpees will be weighted 
um, have more heavily. Uh, same thing with pull-ups. And then sit-ups will be the least weighted, right? I don't know. Based on the way you rate uh, running versus riding a bike, I can never uh, can never tell what you're thinking. Wait, what, what was wrong with that? You want it to be a quarter? Yeah, something crazy like that. I mean, you said riding a bike, you get half the miles. Yeah. Running, you get one-to-one. Crazy. Riding a bike is so much easier than running. It is, but it's way – It's. I mean, it's very time-consuming. Forget about it. Yeah, tell that to Jay who just sits there and watches hockey for four hours while pedaling at two miles an hour. That's true. I'm That's calling true. you out, Jay. So so real quick, how would you weight it? Because uh, I'll tell you the way I was thinking. Uh-huh. How about I tell you mine you... first since you've already got yours? Okay, go ahead. Tell I'd me say a thousand sit-ups equal one pull-up. That's <laughs> uh, a little off. A little Let's off. say okay. So, I think uh, I think pull ups and burpees are about the same. Just spitballing here. Yes, uh, I, I was I was actually doing the same thing there. Yes, one hundred percent. And I would say um, pull ups. Sorry, push ups would be about three to one over pull ups and burpees. So if you do three pull ups, that's about the same as one push up. So point seven five, uh, right? Uh, okay. Right? Uh, not not quite. It would be 0. 0.66, right? Oh, okay. So you want 30. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I thought I, then, was, uh, I was doing a third. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And then sit ups, I would probably say um, like 10 sit ups to like one push up, something like that. Maybe not 10, maybe seven or something. Because I think yeah. I, I can do, you know, probably 15 push-ups without really thinking about it. And I could probably do 50 or 60 sit-ups, you know, before I have to start thinking about it somewhere in that range. So, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe right. five, five to one or something. That's just what I was thinking. What'd you have? Was that? I, I was, I was going to go ahead and, and say, if you do one pull-up, mm-hmm. it counts for one, one burpee counts for one push-up. I was doing 0.75 and sit-ups. I was doing 0.5. Okay. Because if you if you start if you start saying like well one equals five of this and that you know, like I I just thought it was easier to do it that way but okay I can I can be persuaded yeah I just don't like dealing with fractions because you know people struggle with fractions apparently I do so yeah no that's fine <laughs> uh, and then uh, we are gonna have belts again but they're gonna be miniature belts they're gonna be a little bit different. Pandemic, man. Yep. Walking down the economy, can't afford those big belts no more. <laughs> can't afford those big belts. We gotta, we yeah. gotta go ahead and go with just the uh, the miniaturized belts. But they're still big. I mean, they're just not as yeah. like you, yeah. you know huge. I mean, that was that was year one. So you know, go big, right? Go big, yeah. yeah and then the, the inaugural belt. You'll always have the inaugural belt. Yep. And uh, we got to talk to Jim because Jim is like, "F that, not doing it." I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, you're going to love it. So he's going to be on the podcast uh, next week. Okay, good. I'm excited to, uh, excited to listen. So we got to yeah. do a whatever Wednesday, someday with uh, the three of us, if, if that's within your guidelines. Not Absolutely. Absolutely. This is, this is just to, just to wrap about whatever. I, I mean, cool. uh, our Monday motivation one is, is booming. Everybody loves those. Um, yeah. So. Cool. 
And and if uh, if you want, I'd, I'd be happy to have a, a three way call with you and uh, Jimbo uh, off the phone also, in case you want to give your honest opinions without you know doing it on the podcast because I know you're going to go right down the middle with this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm always down the middle about everything here. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to pick sides. I'm just kind of keeping it even keel. Yeah, I'm excited for you to have your first um, Antifa guest on, uh, so, you go, <laughs> so you can go right down the middle with them. <laughs> I mean, although, although I think, in all honesty, I was defending them for their protesting. To some you were you were defending them way more than me. Well, all right. Well, this was fun. Yeah, I I hope you had a good time. I had a good time. Thank you for joining, and uh, we will uh, we'll chat and again in the future. Thank you. All right, let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to our sponsors, SaberCon Concrete Restoration for all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida. Why don't you give Jim and Scott a call? And VitFit Keys, where Mel will kick your butt into shape, now offering Zoom classes.